Well, hello, everyone. This is Lori Rubenstein, and tonight we're going to be talking about self-love as a mastery skill for forgiveness. I do want to just give a quick introduction. As I said, my name is Lori Rubenstein, and I was an attorney turned mediator turned relationship coach, and I wrote a book called Forgiveness, Heal Your Past and Find the Peace You Deserve. And that is really the basis for all of these teachings. So the premise for today is that really forgiveness is an act of self-love and self-love is a real important step towards self-forgiveness. The question I wanted to ask was, what if you truly lived as though you believed that you are a perfectly lovable child of God? How would your life be different? Would your thoughts be different? Would the way you treat others be different? How about even the way you treat your own body? I want you to listen to this quote, which is taken from the ABCs of self-love. In its truest sense, forgiveness isn't about absolution. It's about acceptance. Forgiveness is about taking care of your heart. Forgiveness is a space between fear and love. It is the bridge to our heart, to ourselves, to freedom. Forgiveness begins and ends with us. It is the key to the jails that we have placed ourselves in, jails of pain, suffering, resentment, self-pity, rage, blame, accusation, revenge, etc. So can you see that this is really the place where you give up being a victim? You know, when we were all souls, we were united with the divine. And then we were born and we think we're cut off from God or whatever you call the divine. But ultimately, our goal is really to be loved and to love, isn't it? Therefore, we really need to start healing this myth, this false belief of being unlovable. And that is where self-love comes into play and comes into heal. The question of self-love seems to always come down to the question of why not love yourself? Do you not respect yourself? Is there a self-esteem issue? Perhaps you are feeling or were feeling embarrassed, guilty, or ashamed of something. Think about it. The reason that you're probably holding on to guilt, shame, or embarrassment is because you want to love and be loved. If you didn't, you really wouldn't care. But holding on to these feelings allows you to really make sure that you are reminded, maybe every day, maybe a few times a day, that you really are undeserving, right? And in that way, you're not going to hurt anybody else, or so you think. So this really goes back to that whole idea of being perfect, Yet, you're going to be frustrated again and again when you see how the more you try to be perfect, fail. Now, although at the core of holding on to these feelings, we find that we're really withholding love and self-forgiveness, this in turn causes us to, one, feel separate from God or the divine, two, 
feel cut off from the love of others because we've erected these huge walls around ourselves. And three, we start judging others as we judge ourselves. And thus, it causes us to feel separate and, of course, for bad feelings to grow. So I want you to do this little experiential thing with me. Just take a moment and think of the first time in your life where you felt not good enough, where you felt judged by others or made to feel wrong, dirty, ashamed, or stupid. Parents, siblings, even church leaders and teachers who might not have felt that good about themselves or didn't have very good healthy boundaries might have said something to you to put you down, which, you know, people do that to make themselves feel better. Perhaps it was just parents fighting, and because we're so self-centered as kids, we decide that it must be our fault, that we did something wrong that they're fighting about. So as young children, we might have been too young to question the validity of these assumptions and started thinking that we were bad or we were wrong. And, you know, this becomes that core wound, that core I'm not good enough wound. And then you were hurt. You were hurt once, and then you're re-hurt every single time. You think the thought, you think about not being good enough, or you think I should have, and you can just fill in the blank, right? You're sending the message to yourself over and over again, and you're hurting yourself over and over again by thinking those thoughts. I hope this makes sense. So, you know, if you've ever worked with me in the past, you've probably heard me talk about self-abuse. And there are multiple levels of self-loathing. I always say that if we did to others what we do to ourselves, that they could get a restraining order against us, right? So I guess the next question is really, what is the remedy to this? Well, the first step in the living with forgiveness process is self-acceptance. And a piece of this is to have compassion for ourselves. And once we experience compassion for ourselves, then self-forgiveness is the next natural step in that emotional healing process. So what is this thing called self-compassion? Well, I would say that it's the opposite of perfectionism. It's giving yourself a break, knowing that you will make mistakes and it is inevitable that you'll make mistakes. And it's okay. It's being okay with being human. In some ways, it goes back to that idea of not taking things that others do so personally. And another part of self-acceptance is to feel the initial feelings of the hurt that happened, you know, embracing the lesson from that situation. So feel anger, feel hurt, feel the frustration, feel the embarrassment. That is really what self-love looks like. This is what having compassion for yourself looks like. It's not beating yourself up for having those feelings in the first place. You know, I feel especially bad when I hear spiritual people say that they shouldn't feel bad or feel how they feel about their mother, their father, their friends, their sisters, their brothers, their child. But you know the truth, and the truth is that what you resist 
does persist. It's really knowing that the past is in the past and that we all have a choice of how to be, how to act, how to think, and how to live from this day forward. Self-love requires that you stop blaming yourself for the past because the past cannot be changed. Another thing that self-forgiveness does is it completely changes your energy field. It changes your vibration. As you begin practicing it, you really align yourself with a higher, more loving source of energy. And the more you love yourself, the more you love others. The more others love you, in turn. And healthier people than you've attracted in the past will now come into your life. So what I'd like you to do is really experience that idea of compassion, that self-love. Give yourself permission to forgive yourself. Experience the warmth of simply being human. You can be okay now with your inner conflicts and your challenges. I just like to use this example. Let's say you don't like how you look. Well, here's the truth. It's better to accept that you don't like the way you look and not should yourself, should in quotes, about that you should like yourself and be okay with how you look. You can see, you know, there are so many different levels to this. So that's what I mean by embracing your feelings and accepting what your reality means. I hope that that was clear. So, you know, you take that idea, your example of, I don't like the way I look, and what can you do about it? You can change the way you look, if you can. You can go back to that whole idea, I have to accept how I look. And then you should yourself, because you're saying, I should accept how I look. I should change how I look. I shouldn't feel bad about how I look. You know, there's all those shoulds. But what if you just accept? You know what, right now, I'm not very happy with the way I look. And that's the way it is. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. I'm just going to accept it. That is the level higher than shooting yourself and beating yourself up. Do you see what I mean? There's a quote that I wanted to share with you from A Course in Miracles. Forgiveness paints a picture of a world where suffering is over, loss becomes impossible, and anger makes no sense. What this really says to me is that idea of acceptance, accepting what is not trying to change it, being okay with things as they are. So that's what I had to say about this, but I do have an assignment, and in case you're just listening to this by audio, I want to read what the assignment is because I think it's a great practice for the month, and I think what I'm going to do on all of these calls is actually give an assignment for the month. So this assignment is Gremlin Work with Mindful Self-Compassion. Here are the things I would like you to do, the ways I'd like you to be for the month, to just practice, not judge yourself, right, and be okay with whatever you notice. So one, be the observer of your negative thoughts doing that gremlin work. The gremlin work is observing or noticing your own negative self-talk. Two, 
be aware in the present moment. When you're struggling with feelings of I'm not good enough, inadequacy, despair, confusion, or any other form of stress or self-abuse. Three, honor difficult emotions such as fear, anger, sadness, shame, and self-doubt. Four, recognize when people disrespect you and take steps to stop it. Five is creating boundaries. And if you don't know how to do that, you can actually listen to last month's call, and that would be call number six on what are boundaries and how to set boundaries. Seven, notice when you beat yourself up and choose another path. Eight, don't be a people pleaser. I like that one. Nine, have a spiritual routine that helps you stay balanced such as meditation, yoga, reading, or listening to spiritual messages. Ten is do the I am exercises that are listed on page 268 in the forgiveness book. There's a whole list of I am affirmations that you can say, and I think that that's really pretty helpful. Number eleven Clear out the clutter of friends and people who do not respect you. Number 12 is take care of your body, your mind, and spirit. Really start honoring them and treating them like the precious gifts that they are. And 13, which I actually didn't write on the list but I should have, is to work on giving up perfectionism or control you know when you're like just really controlling you're definitely not going with the flow right you're not being in the flow of really anything so giving up perfectionism so i hope you enjoyed these forgiveness teachings this is Lori rubenstein and for more information you may go to www.lorirubenstein.com or for more information on the topic of forgiveness please purchase the book, Forgiveness, colon, Heal Your Past and Find the Peace You Deserve.